And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Career Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And in a moment, we will be joined by our uh, co-host, uh, Captain Ironwood, luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraband all the Contraband.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest, which will be your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com of Omaha, Nebraska, and we'll be talking about bottle and jar spells. Uh, and afterwards, we'll take our calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate our questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and calls into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Kajiman Ali. Miss Cat. Hi. Thank you for being our guest today, Papa Newt. <laughs> you know, are. we always think of you as our announcer, and I don't want to, you know, like relegate you to that because you are a wonderful root worker, wonderful reader, very popular online and in person in Omaha, Nebraska. So it's always good to have you as a guest, even though sometimes it makes you have to do double duty, both announcing <laughs> and being. But yeah, right. I love to have you as a guest. So welcome as a guest. Um, so, and keeping on with your announcing while guesting. Yeah. So um, today I'm going to just give a little shout out to the folks in the shop. They are working on Squeaky Sundays, (laughs) which means they are uh, making all of those little orders that have just one little diddly thing instead of needing to make a whole batch, just the one little diddly thing. So um, uh, Margie, Jenna, and Heidi, and... um, and Angela and Leslie have been making these things and um, working hard, and I've been helping. So I'm all covered with arrowroot powder right now myself. I'm right. kind of dusty. <laughs> we ran out of green sachet powder base, and uh, a lot of people have been ordering money things for some reason. I thought our economy mm. was so good, but I guess <laughs> people still need a little bit more income. Um, so uh, it's always nice on Squeaky Sundays. We just move a lot of uh, orders out the door, and we feel good about it. So thank you to them for for being there. We had a lot of walk-in customers today, and uh, we've been burning candles on the altar of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, and that is picking up. It's an interesting because we were, you know, uh, after our church burned down last year, we were kind of out of it for one year exactly, and on the one-year anniversary, we came back with the uh, candle burning services and. I thought it was going to take just a long, long time to pick up, but it has picked up really fast, and it's picking up every day. So we're going to be back in, at full capacity, I'd say within two weeks. And um, if you know anybody who thought we were gone forever, please inform them we're back, and we're <laughs> burning candles and doing very well at it. Um, and Ernie is in charge of that uh, part of our world, of course, Reverend Ernest. So... Um, now, um, I guess I have uh, given all the shout-outs I have to give to all my uh, helpers, friends, and colleagues. Um, I do have to say also that um, we might be getting some interesting news soon. 
I mm. don't want uh, my my co-host and my announcer don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but my but my board op knows. And um, if you all if you all know, uh, one of the names that my board op goes under when he's not being Lucky Mojo Curio Company, he uses another name that has two T's. T T. Y'all don't say it now. Don't say it. Okay. Not saying now anything. Throw, now, yeah, no, don't say anything. Now throw away the second one. You just got the first one. Right? Got the first okay. one. Right? This is like a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. NPR puzzle. I'm, loving, okay. I'm actually loving this. <laughs> okay. Now, now, that should remind you of a popular book. And yes. that, that yes, 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 yes. And this book should remind you of a popular person. Oh, yeah. And that person may be returning. Oh, how interesting. He, he just emailed today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I have <laughs> so, missed him. Yeah. So uh, I hope you all got that, whoever got it. Um, but, yeah, right. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love that. You're a puzzle mistress now? I'm the puzzle mistress. You all get a lapel pin now, and you tell me the name of your public radio station, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that's my news. Um and news from uh, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. And good news it is. We hope. I mean, we, we haven't yet nailed it all down, but uh, we'll see you on Tuesday, Papa Newt. We'll see what happens, huh? Yeah, Fingers yeah. crossed. We, we may okay. have a little bit of NAF box work to do. Okay. <laughs> tech team. Uh, tech team. The tech team meeting on Tuesdays. All right. Uh, how about you, Conjurman Ali? How are things in Southern California? Uh, things are, are well. Thank you for asking. It's, it's a warm day in Southern California. Um, I, I do just want to highlight something, not to uh, toot my own horn, as uh, go because oh, that is a little bit. Um, I've been following kind of uh, what's been going on, and I, in my yearly predictions, I said, look, this is a year of earthquakes, upheavals, and things being torn apart, and be careful of the two, uh, be careful of the coast. California is on fire, and you've been watching this red tide come in in the Gulf of Mexico um, and hitting Texas and Florida. And I'm just going, man, Uranus in, in Taurus is bringing some messy natural disasters, right? Earthquakes in Indonesia, fires in California, volcano in Hawaii, red tide in the Gulf of Mexico hitting Florida and, and Texas. And it's just, it's just a reminder that the natural world is a little bit in upheaval right now. And I think it's signaling for the rest of us to be aware of things like uh, global warming, to be aware of things like fracking, to be aware of what we're doing to our environment because it is really in full rebellion right now. Um, and, or at least the early signs of, of, of full rebellion. So, Watching this kind of natural disasters and a little bit of, of, of sorrow, I would say. Um, I mean, I was just watching this uh, clip from CNN where they showed manatees, bodies of manatees being washed on shore. And that's mm. just tragic. And this is stuff that we've kind of done to the natural world. And as a tourist myself, we're deeply attuned to Earth and, and what happens to it. Uh, so, yeah, just, just wanted to highlight a little bit of that. Uh, saw it in the, the yearly reading, but didn't expect it to be this bad and then just kind of 
watching this a little bit aghast uh, with what's going on. So light a candle, uh, say a prayer, uh, work for environmental conservation and protection. Uh, you know, root workers more than anyone understand the real importance uh, with the land. Even though it developed in the urban world uh, uh, and cities, root workers have always maintained a very strong connection to the earth and natural magic and the importance of sustenance from the earth. So a, a little bit of candle calling on the spirits of the earth, calling for healing is going to go a long way. So highlighting that and calling on all root workers who can hear my voice to do a little bit of earth healing work. Thank you so much. And I hate to add to the burden, but I don't know if you heard about the whole mass die-off of 100 endangered sea turtles. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You know, that just washed up, uh, too. And it's like, it's really horrifying. It's just, um, you know, I don't don't pretend to um, have an answer other than carrying on, helping, just trying to help. Yeah. But thank you so yep. much for bringing it up because um, what, this is a three-Taurus show and we're all into natural magic and natural magic depends on nature. You know, that's oh, how yeah. we do yeah. it, you know. All right, well, let's say hello uh, to uh, Nebraska's own natural magician. How are you, Papa <laughs> Newt? Named after a newt, a, a nice little, um, a nice little amphibian animal. Uh-oh. Do He's we muted. have Papa Newt? He's muted. Come back, Papa Newt. Come back from mute. Unmute. <laughs> there we go. I, I have few mutes, and I forgot I had to use the other one. Uh, real quick about the commenting of, of, of the Newt and why Newt, because people ask me a lot of times. It was because I was the smallest out of my family. The two, uh, huh. the two oldest ones I had, and then even uh, the two younger ones that came. I was actually the smallest, and it was my Uncle Tony. Um, my parents didn't have a lot of money. My dad took over his father's bar at the time, and so we would run around during the day in, in the bar and playing little arcade games. But my Uncle Tony said I was just so small, I was like a little Newton. That name has stuck around. So, um, <laughs> But um, all is well here on this rainy day here in Omaha. Um, just been really busy. Uh, uh, I'm usually doing readings uh, during the week at the next millennium um, uh, and also doing little events, preparing for and just a bunch of stuff going on. Also giving back to the community. I've uh, been raising money for the Out of the Darkness Walk, which is uh, coming up on the se- uh, September 9th, but I'll actually go and walk and just be with a bunch of people that have lost loved ones uh, to suicide. And uh, just a lot of things going on here. Wow. All righty. Well, thank you very much for catching us up on your stuff. Now, Papa Newt brought us our topic of the day. And the topic is bottles and jar spells. So um, I'm just going to, as always, give a little intro to the subject. People think of um, bottles and jar spells as being um, whatever their favorite is. And they don't really see that these spells are wide-ranging. And I'm going to go into this for just a second. A bottle is a bottle. It has a narrow neck. I've got to explain this because I know some people yeah. don't yeah, have yeah. English as a first language. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they will ask me what's the difference between a bottle and a jar. So a jar is um, has a wider 
opening. That's the big difference. There are mini jars. There are jars that the opening is almost as wide. There are jars that have a shoulder, and their bottles can come in any kind of shape, but the but the bottle has a very narrow neck. This is important when understanding what to use. I'm going to start off by saying in this episode, we are speaking of glass bottles and jars. And there are reasons for this, because some of the ingredients that we use do not do well in plastic. And some of the bottles and jar spells are interred in the ground. And putting plastic in the ground is not really the best thing for the environment. Glass is relatively uh, inert. Also, some of these are um, thrown into water. And again, we don't want plastic in the water. We want the glass will be okay. It's not the greatest thing to do, but we can do it. And so these are going to be glass bottles and jars. If you're asking, where do I get my glass bottles and jars? You can wash out any food jar or food bottle you had. But take a moment to note, if you're going to burn a candle on the bottle or jar, and we're going to get into that in a minute, you want a metal lid or metal cap. So either a screw cap or what's called a lug cap, which is the kind that has just four little half screws, or a regular threaded screw cap that's metal will do you better than a plastic cap. A plastic pop-off cap, not so good. If you want to, you can burn a candle on these jars. You don't have to, but it's always good if you're going to poke a hole in the jar cap. Um, uh, nothing beats a nail and a hammer and a metal lid to poke the hole in because you can't poke a hole in a plastic lid. Okay, it's just going to shatter on you or just be a nightmare. Yes, if you do have a Makita drill, you can do it, but why bother? Just use a metal lid. So those are the basics for what we're talking about. Now, the reason people make a jar and container and bottle spells is to create what I've sometimes called a pocket dimension. This is a term I kind of came up with out of comic books, a pocket dimension being a small dimension um, to those who know comics, a Ditko dimension, if you know what I'm talking about. So a pocket dimension is a, a small universe in which you enact the um, desire, wish, or goal of the world that you wish to have. And what you do in that little jar, as in the jar, so in the world. And you're just doing it in a small, mm. controlled environment. And so the um, the reasons for making jar and bottle spells might include love work, and the most famous of these are sugar jars and honey jars. It might include making people unhappy, sad, and the most famous of these would be lemon and vinegar jars, and these include a lemon in vinegar. In other words, you make a lemon spell, which is a container spell itself, then you put it in a jar, then you pour vinegar on it. That makes it a jar spell. There are um, freezer spells with or without jars, but many people do use jars when making freezer spells. You don't have to. And those are used to bind someone in place or stop them. There are protection spells, and the most famous of these are the so-called witches' bottles. And these are uh, jars or bottles that are often made of blue glass, and they are used for protection and to trap spirits. You can also trap spirits with any other kind of jar by luring them in with things they might want and then capping them. And some jars are made to be what are called dripping 
jars. These are jars that you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. turn upside down and they drip, drip, drip the contents out and go into the world and your wishes then resolved into the world as mm-hmm. they drip out. And there's another kind and that's the ammonia uh, jar. And this is a jar half filled with ammonia with a statement of the condition that prevails that you wish to turn upside down. You turn the whole jar upside down and the ammonia starts to kind of eat away, kind of funky at the paper on which you wrote the condition, and the condition is turned upside down. I've now said my piece. Let's see what... Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just just replay that, because that, that's an outline, but that's not telling you how to make them. That's just an outline of the tops, types of them. Okay, what's up, Papa Newt? You tell us about jar spells and bottle spells. Well, um... <clears throat> When I and it's interesting, I never thought about the pocket dimension uh, concept with the jars. I, oh, I, I love put it. A jar together. I do too. And because when I when I put a jar together, I always think of like, okay, what is the because I do see it as a little world, but at, what is the ecology going on? What's the mm-hmm. herbs and roots that are going in that are um, driving the purpose of of this jar? Because because really with with jars. They are jars and bottles. They are an active work. They are a work that, you know, you don't necessarily just leave, you know, let them sit there and and mm-hmm. do do nothing. You know, uh, my favorite of making jars is I just have a thing for rattling things, the sound of of uh, uh, just of shaking things when when praying, and it just seems to for me get me into the right mood to to just focus in the work and the energy into it. Um, there's but these are always active. I mean, you put, uh, if you're going to have something drip out, it's again, action taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, da, da. But uh, oh, I'm sorry here. I'm just looking at my notes and I missed scribbled what I was going to write here. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but these are something that, that are, if you're going to make one yourself, do you take the time to, to plan it out? These, just like mojo bags yeah. and other type of work, it's just not something you just throw all in together and, and just call it good. No, this, these, you are creating something. Mm-hmm. That's a really important point I think you make, that you're creating something. And I got to say, Miss Cat, I love your pocket dimension uh, way of describing it. So do- it's so Doctor Strange, comic book world, I love it. Um, but it, it's also very, very accurate to the logic of, of the, the mm-hmm. container spell itself. Uh, what we're talking about here is really old style of magic. Um, and even mojo bags, I mean, I would say of all the kind of things that we do in hoodoo, mojo bags and container spells are the most iconically hoodoo. They're old school. And even mojo bags, to a certain extent, is a form of a container spell. Uh, in North mm-hmm. America, the mojos come out of kind of two strains. One is a sort of talismanic mojo, that is, that they are an amuletic object or a talismanic object. This comes out of the kind of Hausa and Mantinka tribes. It fuses with kind of European and, and Mediterranean notions of talismanic magic. And in these, we find verses, right? So the core of the mojo bag is a verse, whether it's a Quranic verse, a biblical verse, or a word of power, or, or a prayer, or whatever it is, 
That's the kind of talismanic. In the container version of the Mudra bag, though, that kind of logic, the idea is that you're creating a little god or a little spirit. You're actually creating something that contains what you desire. And in this way, it fuses the two kind of uh, anthropological concepts of magic, and that is contagion magic and sympathetic magic. What you do to the jar happens to the world. If you put sweet in the jar, then it will bring sweet into your life. If you put wealth into the jar, it brings wealth into your life. But you could also use it to infect others. So the idea is that the jar contains that power, which is why you work with it. You bring all these kind of constituent elements together. Herbs, roots, minerals, powders, uh, you know, all your breath, all of this gets put into the jar, contained and made into a singular whole, right? It's aimed for one objective, wealth power, success, the destruction of an enemy, etc. All of those things come together and work in unison. A jar done right, you can shake it and shake the very foundations uh, of this world. I'll give you an example of, of, of a jar that I work with that really kind of combines all these. This is to deal with an enemy, someone that's really pissed you off, who's evil and wicked, and you need to get rid of from your life. What you do is you take a jar, and you are going to put in it that person's name, that person's hair. You're going to put in red peppers, black peppers. You're going to put in asafoetida, vandal root, salt. And then you're going to take three lemons, and you're going to squeeze those lemons into that jar. You're going to close the jar and poke a hole at the top of it. This is one of the dripping jars that Ms. Cat mentioned. You then go to the property of that person and either bury it in their front yard or lawn or bury it where they will walk over it. The idea being, and you bury this upside down so it drips, drips out. The idea being that as they walk over it every day, they will slowly waste away and wither away, losing their power, losing their strength, losing their vitality until nothing is left of them. It's a very powerful crossing jar. Old school hoodoo contains all of your all of your, your desire for revenge, your desire for hurt in those herbs brings them together, unifies them under a single purpose, and then it places it somewhere where it actively works on that person day in and day out. One of my favorite jars, but really captures the kind of spirit of what you do with jar work, right? Bringing all those elements together and directing them towards a purpose. That's a good one. I'm going to give you one of my favorites. Um and this is uh, just a real simple one. I like to make a, a love jar um, with sugar. You can make it with honey, too. Mm-hmm. Honey has the uh, good property of being a preservative. Um, and so it will last forever. But sugar is will last pretty well a long, long time, too. Sugar doesn't go bad if it doesn't get wet. Um, you can also mix honey and sugar together, and I love to do that. That's doubling the sweetness. Mm-hmm. So um, you can take and um, write a person's name on a piece of paper in your name. You can put the names in a heart or the initials in a heart. Just make a little wish around that. Write, write your wish for the sweetness and love forever and ever and ever. And you can just um, you can add some herbs if you want. I like to add a little bit of cinnamon. Not much, just a little bit. And the reason is I just happen to like the taste of cinnamon. You can also um, do the same type of spell with candied ginger. So you just put a person's name mm-hmm. and your name in a little jar of candied ginger. And I use candied ginger to sweeten my tea. And so the sugar and the candied ginger goes into my tea. And the name is just 
they're in the jar. When I empty out the jar, I add more ginger, and their name is still in the jar. If I do it with sugar and have a little cinnamon in it, I can make a little cinnamon toast for them, or I could, um, again, use the cinnamon and sugar to sweeten mm-hmm. coffee. Just give it a little bit of a Mediterranean flavor. Um, and I like to feed people their own prayed over sugar. So now you say, well, mm. I've got this jar with sugar in it, and of course I'm shaking it, and I can, I can, you know, uh, ask for love, you know, and I taste it. Put my, lick my finger, and put it into the sugar, and just taste my finger. Again, I say, a sugar is sweet to me. So will so and so be sweet to me. Love me always. Favor me above all others. Remain faithful and true in married life until death do us part. Amen. Right. So there's my little spell, mm-hmm. and now. I can do this in the kitchen over the big old pantry jar of sugar, and he can cook for me and never know that he's sweetening himself as he uses the sugar to make my tea or coffee. Oh, I love that. And we should credit where credit is due. The honey jar is definitely, in my opinion, popularized by yourself, Miss Cat. While we had seen sweetening work before, the honey jar is the kind of go-to work for a lot of uh, hoodoo practitioners when it comes to love. That that comes out of of Lucky Mojo and yourself. Because I remember when I was growing up, we had sweetening jars, but the two most popular was uh, the the one where you put a jar out on the table that people are using with the vanilla Mm -hmm. bean at the bottom and everyone's name wrapped around it. And honey jars were almost used mostly for court case work. And there were just candles burned on them just covered with wax. But now you see honey jars really be used for love. And then there's such an effective way of doing love work um, and doing attraction work um, that it's become people's go-to. I know that it's my go-to when I do a lot of love work as like kind of the first working that I do is yeah. honey jar. And then I may do other stuff like doll babies or whatnot. But because of that powerful component of, of it being a container spell, bringing it all together with the sweetness of the honey, I mean, it's really a fantastic, fantastic way of doing it. Uh, that's and, and, also, and also honey is a preservative, so it's very good for preserving <laughs> yes. love. And we do have to give a shout-out also um, to Zora Neale Hurston, who is mm-hmm. the first person who wrote about honey yes. in a spell um, that I know of. But I first learned it in Oakland, as you mentioned, for court case yep. spells, although I like it for love. And Deacon Millet, um, yes. our yes. Uh, good friend Deacon Millet, who wrote a whole book called Hoodoo Honey and Sugar Spells. And that book is a fantastic book, tells you how to do many, many more things with honey and sugar that are not jar spells, but it does have yes. a bunch of jar spells in it, too. Um, so how about you, Papa Newt? What is your favorite go-to jar spell? Well, one of mine that I have been working for clients for the past uh, a couple of years now, it's just something that sometimes some of my bottle spells do come out of just random inspiration. I, uh, I mean, like I, I did one long ago, which was a protection uh, spell, uh, which was uh, based on Archangel Michael. I, the person came into the shop, told me what was going on. I went home that, that afternoon. I just took a nap and I woke up with, I knew exactly everything that needed to go in the jar for that, for that person. And one that I've been working uh, lately that I have been seeing great results with my clients is uh, protecting their money. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And this one, I and I actually have it here close to my altar. Uh, this one is just a, a long kind of a jar bottle. Uh, it's a, just a very tall, skinny thing that has, you know, double shoestring in here, comfrey, uh, comfrey leaves. Uh, I bet you I have some five-finger grass in there, probably some agrimony. And uh, and also, the thing I, I did ask the client, because this is was actually for her brother, as like, just, you know, if you can get some money from him, you know, that's just whatever whatever you can get from him, uh, that would be great. Just something that he that was in his possession. And she came back with this, this $100 bill. It's like, he keeps this in his pocket. He keeps this in his pocket. And it's still in here today with the petition written on it. Um, and that has been something that, you know, it's just nice where I will, sh- I will just shake it because it's like uh, saying prayers and just scaring away any, anything that is trying to attack his money or, or your money. To, you know, that's why I like shaking it. It's just like scare mm-hmm. those evil things away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I've got to say, it, there's something quite, um, when I was, you know, my teacher always said, money is the first thing to go when someone crosses you, so you always protect your money, which is why I always mm-hmm. include a little bit of Alcanet and Alfalfa in, in the work that I do. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, I was, I, was talking, I was mentioning in the chat room that we're, we're three earth signs, it's three Tauruses, and we're sitting here talking about jar spells, because it's such a tactile way of working. I mean, powders, jar spells, and mojos are like the go-to for earth signs, because of this kind of really good you get your hands into it right and you shake it and you mm-hmm. work with it there's something so tactile about it and i think that kind of tactile physical energy lends itself in the way that jars manifest i have found it and please you know disagree with me if you feel so or or attest that it's true the jar spells manifest pretty fast they have a way of really mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. energy up Nick, you shake that thing over seven days. That's building up momentum and power. And then that really opens things up. I've always found that if you want to turn something around fast, jar spells are the way to go. They and mm-hmm. they have the added benefit of you keep that jar spell around for years. I have jar spells uh that I that I have made when I was in my teens that I still have. But I still have mm-hmm. jars for success, jars to make people, to influence people, jars to keep mm-hmm. a happy home. I still have them. I have like a, a half a dozen jars that I've had since I was a teenager because of how effective they are. And they have that added benefit of you can keep them around forever. Yeah. We, uh, Shiva and I have a honey jar on our little family altar that we've had probably since 1998. Oh wow, <laughs> that is sad. But honey lasts forever. There is no expiration date for honey. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another one, um, which is a hot foot bottle. So Ooh, yeah. this is this is a confusion, souring, hatred thing. But you want a bottle, um, and I like mm-hmm. to get a bottle. Now hot foot comes in kinds of different bottles, and um, if you get the kind that has a tiny little dripper top too hard to use. Um, what you really want is something with a little wider top, like Cholula brand or something of that, you know, Lavatoria brand that you can um, um, put a name paper in. So you're going to write the person's name uh, uh, paper, and um, you can... Um, um, hot sauce is a wonderful um, thing. It contains red pepper already. It contains vinegar already. So what you really want is something really hot. Um and um, you can add um, more red pepper to it. You can add black pepper. Um, you don't need to add vinegar. It's already got vinegar. And you want to take that person's name and you want to write it on a little um, slip of paper. Um, and then you're going to roll it in your fingers. Now, rolling it, what I do is I kind of lick my finger to make them a little stick 
to the paper, and then I just start rolling that tube tighter, 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 and the whole time, oh, and I guess I do it with my thumb and my middle finger, you know, your fuck you finger, mm-hmm. and I uh, and I roll their name, just roll it and roll it and roll it, you know, you are you are you're under constraint, you know, your life is turning bad, you can't go anywhere, you're messed up, man, and then I take that very tightly rolled piece of paper and I put it down into the mouth of the jar, and I might have to poke a little bit with a a chopstick or something to get it to go in, but usually it'll just go right in. Then I start dropping needles and pins into it, right, and um, I just put needles and pins in it, needles and pins in it. Now, at this point, I have not made anything poisonous or toxic. I have not added sulfur. I have not added anything like that. If this enemy is somebody I know, well, I can just put it on their damn taco. They won't know the difference, you see. So that's my enemy bottle for that person with their name in it and those needles and pins. Oh, the needles and pins will rust, you say. Oh, yeah, they will, but that's just iron. It would be no different than cooking in an iron uh, pot. They won't know the difference. Yeah, we have a little bit of iron in us anyways. Yeah, that's right, right. So, yeah, so you just, you know, oh, would you like some hot sauce on that? (laughs) You know, and you just feed them. (laughs) And uh, you can use that to hot foot a bad family member out your house. They will, they will go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very, right. very on the sly when you do that on the download. Do not let them see what you're doing, you know. Right. Um, right. Now, uh, Shiva says in the chat room, deposit the hot sauce bottle into their kitchen. Well, that's why he's a Satanist. He does all these crazy things. I wouldn't do that on a bed. No way. But, you know, he's bold. He's he's bold and spicy. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> so, how about you, Papa Newt? How about another one from you? Um, you know, I was what was going through my mind while you we were speaking too is like you know bottles that were that are made for like a specific, like made for to honor a specific spirit, like a saint. Um, so I started visualizing some of the saint bottles you have there in the shop. Um, now this it gets a little bit uh, slightly different than what we're talking about, but yet still kind of in the same context. Um, but one of the things that I do like to do is to make little bottles to saints, like for example, Saint Expedite, um, little uh, alkanet in there, some cinnamon, um, you know, just like a rabbit's foot. If if the mouth of the jar or bottle is big enough. Um, you don't necessarily have to have an image per se. You can take a, an oil paint marker and write, you know, a cross and hote on top of it. But these are just something that you can create as a focal point if you just don't have the space for uh, uh, for working with a specific saint or, or a spirit of those side uh, of that type. But I do like to fill them with like holy water, for example, which you can fill the water, uh, the, the 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 some of these spells with certain waters such as holy water or Florida water, for example. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I want to give a little shout-out here to Miss Michael, who's busy answering people's questions <laughs> in, the, in the chat room while we're talking. Arcadia73 asks, what's your best recommendation for reheating a jar you haven't worked for a while? And Miss Michael said, surround it with tea lights for the first resumption of work session. Thank you, Miss Michael. And this is another whole thing, which is... Um, uh, heating up a, a jar, yeah. it works very well with honey. You don't want it to boil it now. You don't want to make it just, you know, too hot. But just to keep a little four little tea lights around it at the four quarters, or three tea lights in a triangle. Depending on the work, yeah. you might want to boil it. 
Yes, yeah. there is a, there are things you can do with heating up a jar that that aren't just about resu- resuming the work, but also speeding up or heating the results. So, for example, with honey jars that need a little bit of a push, I do the honey uh, the tea light thing. I put a tea light on the top of the honey jar. Usually, it's a metal lid, so it warms up quite nicely. And I put three honey jars next to the uh, three tea lights. Three can- tea lights, three lights around the uh, honey jar to warm it up. But you can do the same thing with, with a jar that's meant to kind of uh, attack them when you can put it in a double boiler and really bring it up to boil, you know. Careful yeah. not to break the glass, but you can really add pressure onto a situation by that. But please don't go around doing reconciliation work and, oh, oh Ali said to put it, contraband Ali said to put it in a double mm-hmm. boiler. That's not no, what no. I said. Mm-hmm. Knowing the radiations the of heat are important. Yeah, mm-hmm. radiations of heat. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I like with those hot sauce bottles, if, um, if you um, want to... Uh, feed the person, like I said, you can also make that into a dripping um, bottle. So again, pierce the lid and mm-hmm. um, and then put it upside down. You want to shake those, though, for a while before you bury them. Um, mm-hmm. I've been known to stay up all night. You know, you set this thing up, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. At, and uh, as the sun goes down and you start working on it, you burn a candle on it. You go through all your little things that you're going to do, mm-hmm. burn some tea lights around it, and then you just start shaking it. And... Um, there are some old spells. I mean, people who are really serious workers and wanted to do an enemy curse would stay up all night. Um, I remember one of them that we uh, uh, printed out from uh, Nani, the boss of Algiers, and she said, to do this spell, you need this, 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 and a pot of coffee. And you're like, what's she going to use the coffee for? And then she explains, you're going to drink coffee so you can stay up all night working on the darn spell, right? So, so and then it, and then you're going to bury it that before dawn and it's done <laughs> well there's our music so I hope we've given you a lot of bottled uh, and jarred spells we didn't mention potted plants another similar oh, kind yeah. of thing potted plant spells go in that same category alright so now we're going to do some readings and we're going to have Papa Newt do double duty as our announcer the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, yours truly, Papa Newt, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in it, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 646 in New York. This is Sarah. Sarah, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Welcome to the show. I see you've been listening to us since uh, 2013, and this is your first time calling in. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Thank you for entrusting us with your situation today. Uh, looking at your information here, you have not had a uh, private reading with Ms. Kat Conjurman Ali or any other, other reader, readers or root workers on this situation. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Thank you, Sarah. And she writes, 
Earlier this year, a man I was seeing did not want to commit as he wanted to be uh, with someone from his own culture and moved back to his home country. After we broke up and I moved on, I prayed to God and petitioned my ancestors that my future husband would walk into my path and he into mine. Several weeks later, I ran into the same ex on the street unexpectedly. He is now back in his home country, and I fear I may have missed the boat. Turning back to you, Ms. Kat. Oh, dear. Well, you know, it's funny how that happens sometimes. And I've, yeah. I've, seen, it, I've seen it happen more than once, where you say, okay, I'm done. And then the person just comes back. Um, and um, I understand... Um, what what you're saying here, you fear you have missed the boat. So let me ask you a couple of questions. What sign of the zodiac are you? Um, I'm a Capricorn with a Taurus rising and a Scorpio moon. Oh my gosh, that's very dense. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, Capricorn, a Taurus rising, and a Scorpio moon. Wow. Yeah. Somebody's going to be very lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and um, and the gentleman, what is his sign? He's an Aries. And you know, you know anything more about him? Just an Aries, straight up sun. Just an Aries, yeah. All right. Well. Hmm. Well, the Scorpio Moon and the Aries at least have Mars in common, but that's not a that's not one of those things that I go, wow, that's perfect. I just go, well, that could work if some of the planets worked. You know, um, it's one of those things you'd need to have a chart um, looked at. It's not one of those ones where I say you'll never see him again because Aries are kind of interesting. Uh, they um, they often don't finish the things they begin. That's part of their situation. All right, um, and about how old are you? Um, I'm 31. 31. All righty. So, um, okay. I'm going to do a three-card cut, and we're going to see what we get here. Um, card number one, hmm, page of cups. Well, they talk about your pocket dimensions. Um, the page of cups is a person holding a little uh, golden goblet that might have had wine in it, but now it has a fish in it down by the water. So this is a love from across the sea. But it says to me that um, he may wish to keep you contained. In other words, he does not see you as suitable for his entire culture, his entire family. He he likes you when you're in your cup. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, what, yeah. um, what some people call a vest pocket lover. But... And the fish usually represents a woman. So I would say that he probably was being pretty honest when he said he wanted someone from his own culture. But he is attracted to you, no question about that. Um, The next card is the hermit. And this is a card of a man who is withdrawn from the world of water to the world of ice. And he's up on a mountain. Now, he's in his own country. Does he stay in contact with you at all? Um, not since he's been back. Yeah. Well, this guy has a lantern. He's shining a light. He's still looking for love, too, and he's looking for somebody. But um, he's basically saying you can approach him. He's not going to approach you. It's not the greatest um, It's not the greatest card. The hermit is somebody who has removed himself 
to the icy mountaintop, uh, dressed in gray. His world is a little bit grayer and a little darker and a little uh, less for having lost you. But I'm going to say, based on what I know of your chart, just those three things you told me, he had lost someone really good. He's lost a good thing. And he um, he may not find anyone as good and true as you uh, or possibly as um, sexually active or as loyal. So tough on him. Um, <laughs> the, the third card, well, I'm just saying... The third card, and I'm looking also at these cards from the standpoint of can we do some magic? Uh, what and if so, what magic can we do? And um, I'm I, I hate to say this, but I'm not. I mean, the guy may come in and out of your life. The, the, both of these cards indicate that there is some interest, but neither of these cards says you should actively pursue him. And the third card is. Uh, another very, uh, I guess you could call it a fairly static card. It's the High Priestess. And so this says, sit, sit in your place uh, with your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, this is a woman who is multicultural. You certainly are capable of reaching out to his culture. She has on emblems of four major religions, a triple moon crown of, Oh, you could call it Kemetic, ancient Egyptian religion, or modern neo-paganism. She has a cross on her bosom, which represents Christianity. She has a Torah scroll in her lap, which represents Judaism, and a crescent moon in her feet, which represents Islam. You're a wise woman. This man has lost something very precious. The high priestess is a woman of great dignity and insight. Do you have any children? No. Do you wish to? Yes. Because this lady has pomegranates behind her, and that says to me that the man that you should be with is the man with whom you can raise a family. And um, this is a person who would be, you may be with somebody of a different culture, but they may be more copacetic with you. Because, But this doesn't say that it's him. It, it just says... You have everything it takes to be a really good partner, a really wise lady. Are you, um, I just am curious because this card is so high placed. Um, May I ask what you do for a living? Um, I work in uh, hospitality and sales. Okay. Well, this card is just a wonderful card. You can really rise in your career and... um, She's a a woman who other people will go to for advice. She's an excellent, excellent card. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. All right, let's take a look here. I'm reading with the ancient uh, Italian tarot, which is the major cards at this time. Now, it's interesting because my very first card, Miss Cat, is the uh, the high priestess or the pope. Oh, my. Um, yeah, that is the very first card. So, and I'm looking at her, and she's she's looking straight forward. She has her book in her hand of knowledge. She's, you know, she has, you know, and I just think it's like, oh, she's so secretive too. It's like, oh, that Scorpio, uh, that that Scorpio moon influence. Mm-hmm. But she she has she's facing forward, and I see her like she she knows what she wants. And even though she can get caught into like enjoying the moment of another person and kind of getting a little bit off kilter with that. 
but you've got to stay focused because the very next card I do have is the Emperor card. And this I'm seeing is is him. He is the Emperor is bound by laws or rules, and this is his cultural background. He is uh you know, he is set with these expectations. He must must follow uh, uh and and be guided. He doesn't have much uh uh movement there, uh, but he is looking towards the the high priestess he he does like you and but yet he's not getting up off that throne and it is interesting the last card miss cat is the hermit card right behind him wow um, so i do have just looking at that i'm just like you know what and i when i look at just these two cards the the emperor and the hermit together i'm just like oh my god that is that that's this this guy that he he's gonna be. He, I mean, he is so bound by the cultural expectations, and he is so tied to it that here he is in his older age, still trying to look for something that is what he wants to have, but he cannot have because of cultural ex, ex, uh, ex, uh, expectations. Um, and there was a card that did fall out while I was putting down the cards, and it was card number thirteen, the death card, cut in the past, cut cuts your ties, son, and and there's something better. I mean, the emperor. Look, focus forward. It's it's you deserve something so much better, my dear. Wow, wow, that's amazing, Papa Newt. Sometimes this does happen, you know, where we share one card between readings or even <laughs> two. I've never had us had me and another reader share three cards on a three card cut. It's going to happen one of these days, and we're all going to blow our <laughs> minds and go screaming, and the radio show will explode. But this was damn I was just trying to stay quiet with squeeing, because I was like, oh, my it, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, so we have a very decisive reading here. No, my dear, you have not missed the boat. He missed the boat. Okay, that's what we're seeing here. He missed the boat. So let's turn this over to Conjurman Ali. And um, and see what he has in the way of root work for you. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with with your readings. Uh, out of curiosity, Sarah, what is uh, what cultural background is is this guy from? Um, middle uh, Israel. Oh, Israeli. Okay. So here's the thing: uh, a, lo- a lot of kind of cultures can mix and match. It happens all the time. It's happened throughout the world. But it always comes down mm-hmm. to whether that individual values you over their culture, right? Are there areas of compromise, areas of... And in this case, the answer is no. Clearly, this person, even though they have kind of snuck back into your life to a certain degree by showing up, this person values their culture over their relationship with you. That's his loss, because as Miss Cat rightly points out, you likely could have easily uh, melded to his culture, you know, carried on the traditions and values that he cared for, and found a, a kind of really harmonious balance between the two of you. That's his loss. Whenever we ask the universe, we go, universe, bring me my next lover, or bring me my future wife or husband or whatever. That sends out a signal, and sometimes exes will pick up on that signal. It's like, uh, you know, you're making, you know, it's like cleaning your house or cooking something nice. Someone's bound to go, something smells nice in here. And that everyone who sticks their head and goes, something smells nice in here, isn't meant to be your next lover, right? You don't just go, oh, okay, that's the person. 
so there, a little bit of discernment. This person just poked their head back in. You're not missing out anything. So how do we make sure that you find the right person, that you don't just put out a signal out there, but you bring in the person that you were meant to be with? What I would recommend is starting off with first a nice, good cleansing bath. You said you were over this guy, but this guy came back in. So there's a lot of kind of residual feelings. I usually do a kind of love uncrossing bath. You can also do cut and clear, which works really well. But my go-to is a is a milk bath that I think works really well here. You take some rue leaves, you take some violet leaves, you take rose petals, you brew this all into a tea, pour yourself a bath, draw yourself a bath, pour the tea in there, put a little bit of milk in there, and a little bit of honey. Swirl your hand around, pray over the entire thing, add a couple droplets of uh, come-to-me oil, and you let yourself kind of soak in that. And you're going to soak in that for about three to seven days. You'll know when there's a sort of energetic shift. You'll feel different. Let yourself air dry after each bath. Let this be the bath for you. You can use this going forward whenever you feel like you need another kind of healing of the heart. It works really, really well. It's a luxurious bath. It feels good on the skin, and it's really soothing. Start with that. Once you've done that, three to seven days, what I want you to do is create a mojo bag that is going to be your mojo bag, and it's going to be rooted in female power and love. I want you to get Queen Elizabeth root. That is going to be the heart of your mojo bag. And I say Queen Elizabeth because I usually associate her with some of the more powerful females of the tarot deck. She's definitely the high priestess. She's definitely the queen of pentacles and the queen of cups. All three of those figures are associated for me to, with Queen Elizabeth. And they're really powerful. It's a really powerful route that will kind of help you in this situation. Queen Elizabeth route, get yourself an Angelico route, Add some bohog in there or lovage. Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic addition for love. It brings them uh, willing and hot. Add some rose petals. Add some juniper berries. A little bit of rosemary. And a pinch of violet leaves. You're going to put this all into a bag along with a list of all the qualities you are looking for in your potential lover. To make this list, take the time over several days to make it perfect. People often write something really fast. The key to a really good qual uh, qualifications or qualities list or characteristic list is to make it meaningful. I've had clients send me stuff like, oh, he has to drive a BMW, X, you know, this series, and he needs to have this color. And I'm like, that is not nearly as important, right? What you need to do instead, and that's not saying you shouldn't look for material things. You can add in there, well-off, financially stable, generous, etc. Condense this list to a really meaningful quality. And you do this over several days. Start with by writing your first list. Sleep on it. The next day, condense that list. Try to see if you can combine some of the things you've written on there. See if you can uh, change some of the wording to be more meaningful, things that you genuinely care about. Do this three times until you have your perfect list. This is the list that you will then put into the bag with the Queen Elizabeth Grew, the Angelica, the Bohawk, etc. Pray your prayer into the bag. I call that wherever this guy is, he will come to me, he will love me, and he will give himself to me fully and totally in a committed relationship. Blow your breath into the bag, then tie up the bag three times, nodding it. Get a little bit of 
a perfume of your choice, something that you wear consistently, that you love. Add a couple drops of Love Me and Come To Me oil into the perfume and use that perfume to feed your mojo bag. The alcohol is very strong and we're going to feed it. Feed it once a week and carry this with you wherever you go. Hold it dear to you. For the first week, I would recommend skin to skin, contact with your skin. Place it in your mm-hmm. undergarments. Place it uh, somewhere where you're, it will touch your skin for an entire week. After that week, you can put it in a pocket. You can pin it to your clothes. Wear it around your neck, but uh, sing, uh, hide it under your shirt so that people can see the string but not the mojo bag. You can even keep it in your, your purse. Either of these will be fine, but for the first week, let it touch your skin, all right? Let it get your scent on you. This mojo bag is your ally. It will help you find whoever this person is. It will send out a very strong, concentrated signal out to the universe to bring you your ideal lover. That's my recommendation. This bath and a mojo bag. Let's see if Miss Cat and Papa Newt have any additions to it. Well, this is really wonderful work. And um, I would also add that because you still have residual concerns about this fellow, I would do a very simple uh, dismissal. Because if he, mm-hmm. if every time you pray for a new lover, he shows up again, that ain't going to be good for your um, presence of mind. So uh, mm. get his picture and um, and whatever. Uh, even better to have a picture of the two of you together and cut yourself out of it and and, and just burn him. But you're going to mm-hmm. burn his picture. So you can burn it. Take a candle. And it can be a small candle, four-inch candle in a little star holder. And you can just say, no, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't you. And a white candle would be enough, or a tea candle. Um, and uh, whatever it is, you're going to uh, have his picture underneath the candle. And then before it goes out, you're just going to take his picture, maybe his Facebook avatar, whatever it is, and uh, set it on fire. And you can write his birth date on it and his name, of course, and set it on fire. And you need to have a little fireproof um, pan or something to catch the burning thing because you don't want to set your house on fire. And then just go outside and uh, go to a crossroads, any place where two streets cross, and just blow those ashes into the air and say, now go back go back to where you were. You said he was in Israel. Go back to Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's, uh, that's called dismissal. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's... Sometimes people get, we do get hurt uh, sometimes when it's like we get caught up in these uh, ideas of what we would like the relationship to be. But sometimes, you know, if it is not like a seriously bad relationship, you know, just acknowledge the the good times, bless it and send it on its way. Um, You know, that's what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I really wish you all the best. And one of the things I get from your very interesting astrological um, thing is that with, um, with with loyal Capricorn and then two fixed signs as your three primary positions in the uh, chart, you are fixed. And it is hard for you to change your ways. And so I would say that um, changing... Um, what you're up to is going to be essential. So consider, put it in the past, burn the burn his photo, let it go. Okay? Good luck to you. Call us back later when you find your perfect husband. <laughs> All right. We're going to go have another uh, reading. And uh, Papa Newton is coming up out of 
readings and root work and into announcing mode. (laughs) Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client is calling in from area code 512 in Texas. This is Stephanie. Stephanie, are you there? I am. Thanks. Hi. Welcome to the show. I see you've been listening to us since 2016, and this is your first time on the show. Welcome, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation. Um, Looking over your information, you have not had any private readings with uh, Miss Cat or Conjurman Ali, or you haven't had any readers or root workers on this particular situation. Is that correct? That's right. All right, thank you. And uh, Stephanie Wright, my divorce from from my husband has been dragging on for a year. And because of that, of the division of the assets, as we figured it back then, needs to be changed. Uh, as, as our stocks and home values have increased markedly, uh, however, he would like me to accept the numbers as he wrote them last year while he takes the rest, uh, which, uh, which includes the growth from the past 12 months. Uh, I, I would like him to accept that he owes me not only for the money we agreed on, but the products of its growth as well, but don't want to, have the, uh, to hire lawyers again, also don't have enough money to support that, and he does. Please help me to, uh, to do this. I'll turn back to you, Ms. Kat. Okay, so hi, Stephanie. Uh, as I understand this, you don't so much need a reading because you know what your situation is. Um, so you're mostly making a call for root work advice. Is that correct? I would guess so. I mean, if if yeah, if that's what you think I need. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've described it very thoroughly, and there's nothing I can say to add to your description. Okay. Um, so let's talk about, and, and we're going to do three root work advices. And um, so we're going to start off with, I mean, if you want, if you guys want to read, but I wouldn't. I would just, let's just, just go right to the root work. We know what the mm-hmm. situation is here. Um, the most interesting thing that I read at the end of it was none of our paperwork has ever been signed. So I'm not trying to go against a court order. So this is a, an interesting situation May I ask one question before we take it to the root work? Why was the paperwork not signed? Um, Because he got caught up in some of the legal wording that he didn't understand and kept dragging his feet saying he didn't understand, and it just keeps taking forever for him to figure it out, quite honestly. Okay, that's what he says anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You are you are definitely in your rights to stand by what was originally um, done, but I understand you need help. So let's take this over to Ali. Ali, what would you do for this? 
I have a couple questions just real quick, um, just because I, I did a reading. I'm not going to do the reading, but this will clarify my approach to the root work. Uh, where do you currently live? Is, uh, don't give me this where, like specifics, but is this property that, that you own jointly? Did you move out? I want to know what your current living situation is. Um, I live in a rental property, and he still lives in the home that we both used to live in. And he still lives in the home that you both used to live in. Now, are you? Right. Do you want that property, or is he supposed to sell that property and give you the profits, or what? What? What he's, is it that you're looking for? The he's supposed to buy me out. Just buy you out. Perfect. Okay, this is why I need to know because in the in the reading when I did when I did a geomantic region, I asked what was going to be the key to kind of unlock this, and it went into the third house, and the third house is immediate living situations. So where you lived, that is the property that you lived with him, or that was under both of your names that he's supposed to buy you up, that is going to be the key to unlocking all of this. And what you're going to do is work with dirt from that property specifically okay. in order to get things on your side. So what I want you to do is actually do a three-pronged approach to root work. The first is I want you to get a map of that place or a picture of the home or whatever uh -huh. it is, right? Get a picture of it or paperwork, anything that you have. You're going to get some pay me now incense. You're going to fold up this paperwork, place it on a sensor or a thermal, put the incense that you're going to mix calamus and five-finger grass on top of. You're going to mix it, and you're going to burn the incense on top of the paperwork. As you do so, you're going to call out his spirit to his spirit, calling his spirit into this work. So-and-so, call him by his full name. I call you into this work. You will give me what is owed to me. You are going to burn all of this ash. The incense is going to burn to ash. You're going to take whatever the papers are left. You're going to put, put your little match in there, and you're going to burn it all until it all turns ash. You're going to mix this out with dirt that you have gathered from that property, and you are going to mix it. Ideally, I want you to get dirt from all four corners if you can, if it has corners or whatever the rough kind of estimate is. You're mm -hmm. going to get that, mix it together, and lay out that mixture of dirt and incense where he will walk over it, where he will walk through it. And that will get you to influence him. It will work directly on his spirit. The next uh, step is to take his photo, place this into a jar. Into the jar, I want you to add calamus. I want you to add uh, licorice root. I want you to add rosemary, which gives women power over men. You are going to put five-finger grass so that he gives money to your hand. You're going to put cinnamon. You are going to then take the thorns off of a rose. You're going to cut these thorns off, at least 12 of them, and you're going to place it into the jar. Close the jar up and every day shake it up while you talk to him. Every day, shake it up while you talk to his spirit. The thorns will prick his conscience. The roots will compel him. And you're going to use this to keep him under your toe, to get him to do what you want, to put pressure on him spiritually. Start this work late at night so that you can shake it up while he's asleep. 
then shift to doing it whenever you have to speak to him. Before you speak to him, you shake that jar up. You shake it up for a good several minutes, and you call out. You're going to listen. When I talk to you, you're going to hear what I have to say, and you are going to agree with what I have to say. And then get on the phone or send the letter or whatever it is you are to communicate with him and talk to him that way. The, both of these workings are really good to put pressure on him. Make sure, though, that you get that dirt from the property because that's going to really kind of turn things around for you as, as my reading is revealed. So this is my recommendation. I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to give you some further recommendations, and then Miss Cat will give you some advice as well. Thank you. I, I was also thinking of a jar cell, but um, <laughs> uh, hey, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, um, uh, those are wonderful recommendations. Another thought that was going through my head is um, something that you carry on you, like a, like a mojo. Um, again, you can utilize what Congressman Ali mentioned, like some of those roots, the calamus, the licorice, the, the uh, rosemary, or even master of the woods is, is another empowering because you want to have that control but yeah, and that empowerment over the situation. Um, I do want you to, uh, you know, get yourself uh, also mm, just to do the work. Get yourself a, a like some a, a purple purple candles are wonderful. A glass encased candle is wonderful. Uh, you can fix that with the pay me now oil. Um, lay out your roots and and everything you're going to be putting into a bag that's uh, uh, in front and light that candle and let that that light shine upon this work as you pray. Put a, a like a picture with information and any, if you are able to obtain any personal concerns, hair or anything along those lines, uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, put that into the bag and add your herbs into it as you are stating your intentions of that, you know, of what he is supposed to do. Um, keep that, uh, uh, I, I keep that, keep that um, candle going, but carry that, that, uh, that bag with you throughout the day. Um, and, you know, every now and then when that thought comes up, of like the stuff he's going through or you're getting ready to go into like legal actions or anything along those lines, you pull it out, you talk to it, you tell it. It's like, you know, uh, John Doe, you are going to give in. You are going to do these. That's, you know, you have no choice. It must happen. And you can at night keep come back and put that bag by the candle just to keep it fed, uh, keep it going. Um, it's just one thing that comes to mind. Wow. Okay. All righty. So that's kind of interestingly, we've got, we've got some uh, stuff that is kind of thematic with our uh, show today. So um, I'm going to suggest um, a bit of um, work based around um, prayer and add that into it, too. I I love the idea of having a mojo made with the same things as this shaking jar. That's really good. Um, I would add some prayers specifically. Do you have a religion? Let me ask that. Yes, I'm Catholic. You're Catholic. How wonderful. Great. Okay. So um, if you're Catholic, I would pray to Mother Mary. Um, mm-hmm. This is the woman's resort when a man has treated her badly. There are other um, saints who are also appealed to. St. Martha the Dominator is another one if you want to really get a little tough. And um, Papa Newt, is it? Can you suggest another Catholic uh, saint who might be? A... Rita, I think Rita was coming coming to mind. 
Who is that? Rita. St. Rita, of course. St. Rita. So, yes, St. Rita, St. Martha, and the, and the Virgin Mary um, sound like really good ones. I I would pray to them. You can use uh, holy cards to remind you of what they look like. You can just write their names in your uh, in your voice or in the air, or you can have their pictures if you like. And um, call upon them to make him do what he promised to do. I also love the idea of the licorice. Now, the hope for outcome is that he will agree to this without having to cost you a lot to go to a lawyer. But I am going right. to add a, a little bit of something else to what has been suggested, and that is Gal and Gal or Little John to chew. And I would just put that in as well. It's just there to force the court issue. Although you're not violating a court order, it's just one of those things. You might also want to add a little Solomon seal root because King Solomon was known to be the wisest judge. But um, I really feel that you're going to have to play this both hard and soft. You're going to have to, under cover of darkness, do very hard, compelling work, compel, compel, uh, as they've described. But also when you see him, you've just got to be just as sweet as sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And okay. um, it, in other words, you, you're going to have to kind of distinguish the two types of work. If you go in on him very hard, and you're going to end up with a lawyer and it'll cost you a ton. So... I kind of have just those little bits of additional material because I think both of those are very good. The dirt from his property, do you think you can get it? I can, yeah. Good, okay. And um, if I heard right, you have um, children together, is that correct? We, yeah, we have one. One child. And does he see the child? Yes. All right. I want you to use some pay me oil on the child because he's going to touch the child if he sees the child. And right. um it's a it's sometimes done with pets as well. If you if you share a pet, people will do this quite freely and it does sound a little bit much, but it will get contact to him. So you can take the King Solomon wisdom, you can take um a little court case, you can take the pay me oils, blend them together, and if you want to, you could also add a little bit of crown of success. And you're just going to just touch that in the child's hair, just a little bit. Everybody who has a child touches that child's hair. There is nobody who does not touch their child's hair. And you're going to pray, for the welfare of my child, may he quickly and easily settle. May he sell the property or buy me out. May he sign the paperwork. May he uh, do what's best for us all. And may the child soften his heart and make him pay me now. Okay? And then turn the child loose to go visit him. Right? Um, There are people who are very squeamish. I don't want to use my child that way. It's like using my child as an exploding suicide vest bomb. No, it's not. It's going to be conveying your thought through the child because really... You're probably an adult and can take your knocks, but it's not fair of him to do this and not let the child have a fair mm-hmm. place to live. You shouldn't be living in a little rental thing while he's got the house. Not fair, not fair. So for the child's good, do the work and do it strongly and do it in the name of Mother Mary. Okay? 
That's wonderful. So, Thank you. Yeah. So that's that's my idea. Does anyone else have anything else to add? I think the approach of uh, sweetness when you you meet him and uh, compelling when you're away is a really good approach. It's a way of spiritually putting pressure on him without making him uh, become defensive. And one of the issues when when you come whenever you come to a divorce settlements or splitting up the fees is to ensure that the person gives you what you want without getting defensive. Right. Most of the time, mm-hmm. people think of influence work as breaking that person's back and making them bend down and kiss their feet, right? (laughs) Most people are naturally going to resist that. People don't Mm -hmm. like being told what to do. Unless that's your kink, then, you know, you do you. But for most people, you don't like being told what to do. In fact, our natural inclination is when someone tells us what to do to go, excuse me? So the key here is to tell him what to do spiritually while you're face-to-face being all sweetness and sugar. A very good way of, of doing this is that whenever you go to meet him, have a little bit of sugar that you let dissolve on your tongue. You can actually put in your petition in the sugar. You can write down, uh, so-and-so, you are going to listen to what I have to say, you're going to, have to, you're going to like what I have to say, and you're going to do what I ask you to say. And you're going to put a little bit of uh, you're going to put a little bit of deer's tongue in that, and you're going to fold that up and place that into a jar of sugar that you stir up. And then when you go and visit him, take a little bit of that sugar, put it in your mouth, let it dissolve, and then go and speak to him so that the sweetness of the sugar influences him. If you don't like sugar, you can use honey, literally honey your words so that they pour a little bit of honey into his ear to get him what you want him to do, what you want to do. Wow, that's really good. And just for people who wonder, deer's tongue is perfectly edible. It's not going to um, mm-hmm. be any kind of damage to you. No, it's divine. Wow. That's, um, yeah. And I, I do sometimes will put uh, sugar into some of my influencing work, but depending on the type, just I actually will use more of a powdered sugar just because sometimes I think, oh, it's a little too granule for the purpose. I don't want to rough them too much because I have the calamus in there. I have the licorice. I'm going to really soften them. So sometimes I will utilize uh, powdered sugar. Wow, that's really mm, good. That's good. Powdered sugar is also often used for children because of its resemblance to baby powder. Mm-hmm. And it is softer. Yeah, it is softer mm-hmm. than uh, granulated sugar. Very good. A very good choice. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and that balance of that sweetness and the and the work that you're doing at home really should turn this situation around. You're looking at at getting this guy to do what you want, and it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I know you're impatient, but you're getting there. You do the spiritual work, and you're going to see the results. Yeah. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. And- uh, one thing also, uh, another method of influence that I do utilize a lot is sometimes working at when you know he's asleep or at that wonderful witching hour of like three o'clock in the morning um, mm-hmm. uh, and just utilizing a, a candle and calling on to, you know, out to his spirit until you sense it. And sometimes I, I get the sense going and I will see that person into the flame. And when you do that, you have to come from a place of, you know, let your anger and everything about the situation set a side that's not important you have to come from a place that the thoughts and messages you're sending are his own yeah and i've got one more thing to add um Mm -hmm. a sacagawea coin uh would be Mm. a a good choice because it shows a mother carrying a baby and she's working hard also it's very traditional to use a coin 
given from his hands. In other words, if you can get him to give you a coin, that goes into your mojo. And you say, he gave me this coin, or maybe it's a dollar bill, or whatever he gives you, it should be cash of some sort. Um, Let more follow this. And you can dress that coin or that bill. You can write on the bill as a petition. And if you can't get any money from him, use the Sacagawea coin to represent Mm -hmm. your hard work to get where you're going to go with the child. And that's, you know, those brass Sacagaweas. All right. Um, Well, thank you for entrusting us, and we've given you a lot of work to do, and I I hope you have great success. It's going to be a tough road. Um, Right now, we're going to have our technical, electronic, and jiggledy announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, add three hours for Eastern, Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for the spell, a free spell segment with yours truly, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. So take it away myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, one thing uh, I, I do like working with is a little bit of protection. I made a little commentary, uh, comment of it in the beginning of the uh, show. And one uh, that's what I want to present is like a little uh, protection bottle that you can keep in your home close to the front door, behind the main door entry. Um, get yourself a cobalt blue bottle. Uh, Boston Browns are usually the common one you can find. I usually get about, sometimes I, I like to make them a little bit small, but I usually like a one ounce bottle for this. Um, if you do find a small, uh, like a French square bottle that's cobalt blue, fantastic. Um, but do get some three devil shoestrings. And what's important with this, because uh, what's important with making a bottle is the mouth and making sure that we don't have a devil shoestring that is quite thick in diameter, because you're going to have three of them uh that's going to be going into this. Uh, I do also want you to get some agrimony and some salt and have some red thread close by. Um, on a piece, uh, like a little piece of paper, just write out the Lord's Prayer. You know, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And you're going to just write that out. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be long. Just uh, write it out. And then you're going to wrap those three uh, uh, double shoestrings, you know, one for God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Uh, and and then wrap those that prayer to the devil shoestrings in the red thread. Um, I kind of see this as the the blood of Jesus, so to speak, covering. Put it into into that jar, and sometimes, depending on the diameter of the devil shoestring, you might have to push a little bit hard, but. Uh, you'll have a little bit of space to put in a little pinch of agrimony and salt. And this is something where you can uh, shake and pray into the jar before closing. Um, If you have enough room, sometimes I will, uh, because I've made them where it's like, oh, there's not enough room, but I will put a a red candle in the mouth of it, like a chime candle with some protection oil and pray and then close it uh, with the lid. Uh, And I'll shake it every now and then just to keep it uh, the work 
work going, but I will set it behind the my front door, the main entry of the home, uh, just to keep protection. Now, I will say there are some people that I've given this to that's like, well, I'm not Christian, and that's okay. Um, I will suggest, even though it's from Solomon, um, uh, uh, but it's it is the using using the sixth uh, uh, seal of Mars as the uh, thing to wrap around the double shoestring. Now there is a psalm associated with that, which is Psalms 37 verse 15, which is their swords shall enter their into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Now this one makes it a, the protection. While you have the other protection, but this is that. Mm, I see it more as like protection doesn't always have to be like this hardcore fiery wall protected from everything. But if you utilize the, that's that seal, it kind of keeps it like you have this protection, but you have that extra umph if needed. It's like your last, your, your last resort of protection. Well, you know me, I'm a, I'm a multicultural high priestess here. I'd take the six seal of Mars on one side and I'd write the Lord's Prayer on the other side. <laughs> yes, yes, you can do that too. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you still work with red, which is great for for Mars, and uh, if you want to utilize mm-hmm. the, that imagery. But, yeah, definitely, definitely. So you said it was Psalms 37, and you said which verse? Was it uh, verse 15? Uh, it was, uh, I believe, oh, gosh, let me, I just lost it here. Uh, 37, uh, verse 15. Uh, 15. Their swords okay. shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Okay, great. Wonderful. So that's a major uh, messing up of those who would mess with you. Um, that's a fantastic um, one, and I love the way the red thread goes with the six field of Mars. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Yeah, mm. I I I like these kinds of spells. They can be done, as you said, very small. You could even get mm-hmm. a little cobalt blue uh, dram vial. A devil's shoestring is an interesting plant, and um, it comes in all sizes and thicknesses. I've had pieces <laughs> as big as, around as the base of my thumb, pieces as big as my thick as my thumb, as my fingers, all the way down my little finger, all the way down to the size of a pencil, all the way down to the size of um, of a pencil lead, and even <laughs> fine like thread, because this is a very complicated, snarly little root system. And so if you buy a package of uh, double shoestrings, you'll get all sizes in it. You'll figure it out. It, um, mm-hmm. And it's used, as Contrabanali says, to tie up the devil. So what do you mm-hmm. think, Contra Ali? Would you add anything to this? You just like it. No, I absolutely love it. And I think the inclusion of devil shoestring is fantastic. It's old school protection. Uh, in the old days, you put devil shoestring in your front door just or, or by your door, as, as Papa Newt mentioned, and ties up the devil, which interestingly is also why people use it for gambling, to tie up the devil so that you have good luck uh, in gambling. Mm-hmm. It is also a gambling route, which uh, people sometimes forget. So it's, a, it's a, one of those fantastic, really old-timey, Hoodoo roots that people use. I love this type of working. Uh, protection bottles are fantastic. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of the beautiful mm-hmm. uh, witch bottle tree at Unlucky Mojo hanging from mm-hmm. the tree. Yeah, yeah, that is another thing. If you if you want to make yourself a bottle tree, boy, you could uh, and you seal the bottles, you know, up. You mm-hmm. could put some of this in every bottle. <laughs> Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be a trip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have an early warning system too. If one of the bottles falls yeah. and breaks. It took a hit for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and there's um, there's another thing about cobalt, and when we we 
and didn't really touch on it too much when we talked about bottle spells earlier. Cobalt blue is in itself protective. It's used on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern and Eastern European amulets against the evil eye, the Turkish uh, yeah. amulets and, and Jewish amulets and even Egyptian amulets against the evil eye are almost always this nice cobalt blue color. And um, they are sometimes in the form of an eye, but they can be in the form of a bottle. And some people call these witches' bottles when they are made with something in them to protect you. There are uh, other types of witches' bottles. And just briefly, I will mention one of them that we didn't mention, which is the witches' bottle made with sharp shards of glass or mirrors in it, mm-hmm. pins and needles, and then a little of your own urine, and then capped. And that's another mm-hmm. kind of a bottle to keep away but it doesn't keep away all enemies, and it doesn't protect the house specifically. It um, It is for keeping away evil-intended spiritual workers, a.k.a. witches. Mm-hmm. Not to offend any yeah. witches here, but, but what they mean is evil sorcerers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, okay. Um, well, Papa Newt, thank you for that wonderful spell, and um, I guess we're going to turn this over you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miss Cat and Contrabandly. Um, it has been a pleasure being a guest for you this week, and we do invite you to join us next week when we will have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, who will be John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic on weight loss. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at thecontraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer and special guest this week, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the show's are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Papa Newt. Um, You're welcome. Yes, uh, Nagashiva suggested we just do the all Papa Newt show one time. <laughs> In which you, Papa Newt, play both co-hosts, special guest, and the announcer, and run the board. Oh yeah! <laughs> Poor Papa Newt. We'll 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 talk. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of the all. It's a, it's a Papa Newt show. I like it's like a one-man band. <laughs> well. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everyone for coming out into the chat room. Remember, you can uh, listen to these um, in archive if you didn't hear the whole thing now. Uh, The chat logs are always posted at the Lucky Mojo forum. I've been doing some wild and fantastic upgrades to the forum. I want to thank Sister Jean, our fellow forum administrator. Anybody who has ever been part of the Lucky Mojo Forum knows it's a giant place to find a lot of good information, but the radio shows are uh, always part of it, and you can always find them at forum.luckymojo.com. And with that, I'm going to say good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night.